This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's our phone number. If you would like to join us, please give us a call. You can also use Discord. You can find out more at discord.lrn.fm. But the long and the short of it is you load up a little app on your smartphone or on your laptop or your computing device. You use your high-speed internet connection and your microphone, and you will sound like you are right here in the studio with us. And in studio right now, we have myself, Chris. Hey, it's Ian. And uh, we're hoping you'll join us, too. We've got a million different ways you can tune in. You can, God, could we name them all? Is that even we're possible? Down one. We are we're down, down one because we uh, just got a message from the <laughs> from the fine folks at Twitch that they found us in violation of something yeah, it's or our first, other. It's our first ban from Twitch, uh, twitch.tv, based on a review of your activity or content. We have issued a community guidelines strike on your account. As a result, your access to Twitch services is restricted. Reason? Creating or sharing content featuring nudity. That was not me, Ian. No, and it wasn't me either. All right. Um, Could that be another show on uh, LRN? Well, I'm thinking maybe it might be Aria's Aria Uncensored show, which is uh, exclusive it's not on LRN.fm as right. far as, like, there's not an audio-only version there. Uh, but it is a video-exclusive internet thing that uh, started, I think, on Twitch and now is on Twitch and DLive. And uh, she's sort of... It's noteworthy because she's been doing it topless. Now, for those that aren't familiar, Aria Demetso is a... She describes herself as a, as a she-male, okay? So, born male, still has the unit uh, between her legs... But dresses and presents herself as female. Rich Paul now joining us. Hello, Rich. Hey. Uh, so we're just and talking. has boobs. Yes, and has you know, man boobs. I wouldn't say like boob boobs. Yeah, I mean grow- she's not she's not that far along yet. No, she's trying to grow um, them though. She, but she yeah, like I've I've seen I've seen them bloom on uh, you know thirty year olds <laughs> before. Okay. Um, and they do they get better. <laughs> right, and they are not. It's not Raquel Welch. Uh, she has no. more of, I would say, like a uh, model's physique, uh, tall, tall and thin. Um, yeah, very tall, very, very. I, I, thin. I think that shape. I, I don't want to. God, I'm see. I'm going to get in trouble. It's it's referred to as a uh, yeah. Well, banana. it's generally discouraged to discuss your coworkers' bodies at work. So I know maybe that. we so, should just move so I'm on. Gonna, I'm going to go ahead and do it. <laughs> uh, but that is like a there's a, a hourglass physique. There's an apple physique. This is a known as a banana physique, which may be apropos. So, so tall. Okay, and I'm just going to leave that lean. laying there. I thought you might keep going. Um, move it along. But interesting. To but see. the fine folks at Twitch <laughs> just decided they'd had enough of that. Well, they haven't specified uh, which show it was, so we don't know for sure. But Aria kind of figured that there was a chance that her show would get the channel uh, banned. Gotcha. And, uh, you know, I was willing to take that risk because last year in 2018, during the Mm -hmm. first summer that we were on Twitch, there were multiple days on which we had topless men in the studio. Because it's hot outside and, you know, it's kind of warm in the studio, so might as well take your your top off. Mm. And uh, we were not banned for any of those shows. So this does lead to the question of, well, you know, what... 
what exactly is a violation of their policy because it's it's pretty nebulous when you actually pull it up and and read it uh it's not not crystal clear what they mean uh is you know, obviously nudity legally is generally considered to be the genitals uh and and breasts do not qualify as nudity from that you know definition that varies a great deal from jurisdiction to sure. jurisdiction. It's true in New Hampshire State, but not true right. in Laconia, for example. Laconia has a local ordinance which criminalizes nipples, which is how uh, the Free the Nipple Girls different. got arrested. That's different than criminalizing nudity. The Laconia ordinance criminalizes topless females, specifically. You can be right. a topless male right. and show your nipples all day long, and that's no problem there. So the question is... You know, it, does Twitch have a uh, rule for men versus women? Is it a consistent rule? Is it that all topless humans are banned from the Twitch platform? Or mm-hmm. is it only the ones who are presenting as though they are women? And right. I think this is something that Arya has been uh, been looking forward yeah. to because now well, she gets the, to call them out. The left answer is she's a, she's a woman and therefore she should be held to the same rules as any other woman because you know for the left rules follow gender um (laughs) for the for the right i don't know i guess i guess chris cantwell would then would have to say that she's a man and therefore she can't or she should not be banned for uh female toplessness well, again, unless Twitch's policy is that all toplessness should be prohibited. Right. Uh, yeah. And, and it could be that we were... It's possible. I, str- I would be shocked if it was that. And so they say if here in their... that much sense. They say here in their notice that the content related to the violation may be removed. So after the suspension is over, which they're going to let us back on three days from now, apparently, uh, that uh, after the suspension is over then we might be able to log in and actually see uh, what it was that has been removed from the channel. But there may be some sort of a uh, you know appeals process, and we will see if they can get more specific with wow. what the problem was. See, this, this is a demonstration of why we need a truly distributed uh, social media um, platform, I think. I mean, until you're actually broadcasting your own media from your own place from your own server that you control somebody is out there to sue and mm-hmm. the thing is you can sue facebook okay and make them take down all kinds of content or you can intimidate facebook very easily especially if you happen to be a government okay sure. but the thing is you can't just sue a hundred million people you know, so if uh, or how many users does Facebook have a billion people? So in order to institute a policy across a distributed network, they would have to take a billion different people to court and they can't do it. So we have to, I think, make another leap. The history of computer science has been do it on the client side, then do it on the server side, then do it on the client side, then do it on the server side. Well, what what I'm saying is we need to go back to a more distributed, more client side model of serving uh, serving content if we want to be able to speak freely. 
Yeah, and if uh, assuming, you know, like Rich, if you were to come up with a distributed or a, uh, or even a centralized media platform, uh, I think you would probably be a, a, a benevolent dictator. See, I would no, not, no, 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 because somebody would piss me off. Somebody <laughs> would piss me true. off, and I'd say, you can't say that, because I'm human too. <laughs> you know? This, this... And somebody's going to say something that just rubs me the wrong damn way, or Man. I'm going to have a but... bad day, or some employee of mine will, okay. or the CIA will pay <laughs> off some employee of mine, until we're in control of our own stuff. Right. We're, I, this is not free or talk live. It, <laughs> I remembered it, that. Exactly. Um, <laughs> right. But in the meantime, we can choose who we do business with. And this is the thing that drives me nuts. We can, people... but if we're doing business with a big platform, we're still a big... Why did they shut Napster down, but they couldn't shut BitTorrent down? The reason is because BitTorrent is decentralized sure. and Napster is a centralized platform. I understand the all that. The thing is, Absolutely. if they can't get you, they'll take out your whole platform. Right. If they can't get your de- your platform to deplatform you, they'll deplatform your platform. I am decentralized. I yes. don't have to choose anything. I can choose nothing at all if I wish. Or True. I can choose to go, you know, go with the zucks of the world. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I know that my stuff is liable to be taken down or i'll get thrown in facebook jail or whatever and i can go on twitter or i can choose mastodon that choice is mine now mastodon is much better in in design than facebook because they're let's come back and talk we can talk about it here there's actually thousands of them uh in in mastodon's case absolutely 855 450 free what do you think we need to be in a decentralized world how are we going to get there this is free talk live 855 450 free Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's our phone number. That's 855-450-3733. If you would like to join us, you can watch or listen a a plethora of ways, except for twitch.tv tonight, Not unfortunately. Not Not for the next three days. Yeah, so we got that going on, a little temporary, we hope temporary ban, but there's... uh, It is temporary, but who knows what the reason is, and we're still going to investigate that. And if we can make some hay out of this, you know, we're gonna. Right. Because a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot of these websites, like Twitch, these platforms, are run by people who probably have a leftist viewpoint, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. In the in the tech world, it's either yeah. they're libertarians or they're leftists. Generally, when it comes to programmers and, and mm-hmm. people like that, and uh, so their policy about being naked on camera is it's not allowed that you're naked. But the question is, what is nudity? They don't define it. Right. What they do talk about in their policy, which I don't have pulled up in front of me right now, but their community guidelines, it's this nebulous um, phrasing about how. You're supposed to wear clothing that's appropriate for the occasion or appropriate for how you would normally dress or whatever. So if you, let's say, you're out on the beach doing a live stream with your cell phone, which is something you can do with, right. with Twitch. You know, there, There's these what they call IRL streamers. For folks that don't know, Twitch is a streaming video service. IRL standing for in real life. 
Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they'll they'll take you with them to their shopping trip or to the beach or to, you know, wherever it is that they're going. They're cooking in the kitchen. Okay. This is their I, IRL stream. That makes sense. Um, so the idea is, well, if you're on the beach, then of course you don't need to be in a full-on, you know, bodysuit or whatever. You could wear whatever you would normally wear at the beach, which would mean that in theory, men could be topless on that video well if it's hot outside and you're topless inside your house while you're playing video games because it's hot in the room with a computer in it you know as it can be what's wrong with that so where do they draw these lines how do they draw them you know how arbitrary is all of this we don't know but i know this is what aria has been waiting for so hopefully we hopefully (laughs) you know them going after uh, somebody who's trans because they didn't ban our channel when chris cantwell came on you know, because we were right. we were afraid uh, that having this Nazi on the channel would definitely, you know, trigger mm. the people that are the administrators. I wonder if they make a distinction between a Nazi host and a Nazi guest. I don't know. I mean, if you're Nazi you know, we guest, we did bring him in and beat him up. Well, true. <laughs> like we don't let him get away with, you know, being the worst person that he could possibly right. be uh, on the air with us. So he is tempered to some extent, and he certainly is opposed in his viewpoint. So maybe that's why they left it alone. But it's just, you know, it's an interesting development. And so sorry for anybody that's inconvenienced. Hopefully you're watching us on DLive instead right. over at dlive.lrn.fm. Of course, you can also listen anytime at lrn.fm. This might not be a bad uh, bad time to pitch the uh, libertarian hippie versus Nazi. <laughs> that's, uh, well, that was going to be tomorrow night. It is still yeah. right because um, you're down. You're going to be down. Uh, you know, one platform. I'll I'll still do it. Okay, so right. it's going to be on D Live. D Live exclusive. And All right. T- tell me more. Again, what is um, this? Basically, it's uh, it's going to be Ian on the board, I believe, with uh, myself and Cantwell at the. M- uh, at the other two mics, and uh, I'm just going to be running the produ- producing things. Yeah, yeah he's going to be he's going to be producing. Um, basically, everybody wants their shot at Cantwell. Is, exactly. Is what it yeah. Is. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so basically, I'm going to uh, debate him, uh, not necessarily specific topics, um, just uh, but. You know, you don't have to talk to Catwell long until till you come you're up with something hit. to argue with him about. Yeah, <laughs> and you're going to get some specific topics, I have no doubt. Yeah, oh, and yeah. it's interesting to see, because we've had Cantwell, Chris Cantwell, for listeners that don't know, uh, former Free Talk Live co-host who used to be like a just a kind of a crass libertarian comedian. That used to be his personality. Yeah. And, uh, and then he left the libertarian movement and joined the alt-right, basically becoming a, a Nazi uh, he showed up at the Charlottesville rally back in late, or I guess August of 2017, where he and others were arrested later uh, for their participation in the the fighting that broke out at that rally. Ultimately, being put in jail for several months, let out on bond eventually, and then essentially copped a plea deal to avoid felony charges and was banned from the state of Virginia for a period of five years. Has since returned to Keene, New Hampshire, here where he lives. Yeah, and I would say prominently came to fame or infamy um, because of a Vice news story that was broadcast right after um, the the things that happened in Charlottesville. And mm-hmm. when I say things, I, I consider it a tragedy. There was a young woman who was killed. Yeah, right. And uh, this was... This was and I'm going to be one of those people that's, you know, I just think there's plenty of blame to go around. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it was two sides that should have stayed apart but couldn't resist coming together and, and surprise bad things happen. Yeah. Yeah. And you know? really, I mean, if I have to assign more blame, um, you know, since and since those sides align themselves, identify themselves as left and right, I would say the greatest blame for that probably goes uh, to the leftists in a lot of ways because this was a bunch of people decided to have a demonstration and then a bunch of other people decided to go down and stop them from having yeah. a demonstration. That was so, Antifa. Uh, yeah, that was Antifa. Who uh, Joe Biden uh, today was calling basically heroes, and I don't know if you saw this. Well, but they Biden- will be his stormtroopers, I'm yeah. sure, if he gets the, uh, oh, he was the totally nomination. Pandering. They'll be his brown shirt. Totally it- pandering to these people. Did you see this thing, the, the Biden presidential announcement? Did Joe video? give them a big warm hug? From behind. Uh, I don't know. Oh wow! I wonder. You know what I want to find out? I did not. What kind of shampoo does Joe Biden's wife use? Why do you ask? Head and shoulders. Because her hair must smell terrific if he's <laughs> the one she or if she's the one he picked. So, <laughs> eight fifty five, four fifty free. Either that, or she's got some political connections, and it's you know, total marriage uh, yeah, convenience. Can. Could be. Yeah, I, I I don't know that I ever knew the Joe Biden story, but I'm sure there is one that involves. Money and power and connections. Well, the only reason why I saw this, because I don't pay attention to what Joe Biden or any of these other politicians do, is I happened to get a message from Chris Cantwell uh, earlier today, yeah, basically bragging because he's in the Joe Biden uh, ca- campaign announcement video. Oh, wow. Jeez, okay. He spends, it's a three-minute long video where Biden talks about Charlottesville. And, of course, they play footage from, you know, the... Thing that happened there, the fight and the vice uh, article or vice. Story, I don't think they I'm had sure. any vice clips. Oh, in interesting. There. Maybe some of the footage was from vice. Yeah. Was from vice. It could have been. Um, but uh, yeah, and he just basically lavishes praise on the Antifa that was there. Wow. Yeah. And the thing is, you know, it sounds innocuous. Oh, I'm anti-fascist. Well, who isn't these days? Right. You know, besides mm-hmm. Cantwell. But <laughs> right. uh, but you know, the thing is, even a fool, a communist, a fascist has a right to speak right you know you have a right to be wrong and you have a right to prove to the world just how wrong you are right so long as you don't violate the equal rights of others absolutely and that's what it's about it's about allowing people to say what they wish even if we disagree with them 855 450 free what do you think should should joe biden be trout Bringing out uh, Antifa for the candidacy. candidacy. Is this where he wants to take this? This is Free Talk Live. I want to tell you about my favorite cryptocurrency wallet, Edge Wallet at edge.app. Edge is the wallet I use more than any other, and that was true long before Edge Wallet became a sponsor of Free Talk Live. Edge Wallet allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold your cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin, Ethereum, tokens, Monero, Ripple, Dash, Bitcoin Cash, and more. It's available for both Android and iOS, and you can download it via the Play or App Store or via Edge Wallet's website, edge.app. Secure your freedom with Edge Wallet. This is Free Talk Live. 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. That's our toll-free number. There's a lot of ways to get in touch with us. 
you can hit us up on Twitch. Uh, or excuse oh, you me. Cannot. No, you cannot see. It's like missing <laughs> an old friend. We've uh, recently been notified that one of our uh, one of our outlets here has been we've we've been put in Twitch jail. So we're waiting to find out exactly what that means. I was gonna say, uh, what was I gonna say, Ian? What's um, the uh, maybe Discord? You're giving out the phone Thank numbers. You. Yes, I did give out the phone okay. numbers. I also, if you do want to get uh, on the air, you can hit us up on Discord. Uh, dot lrn dot fm discord will allow you to sound like you're right in studio with us with your high speed internet connection and your quality microphone but i did also want to tell you about bitcoin.com bitcoin.com is your premier source for everything bitcoin cash related bitcoin.com can help you choose a bitcoin cash wallet buy bitcoin cash and show you where you can spend your hard-earned bitcoin cash you can also read the latest news or engage with the community on the Bitcoin Cash forums. Learn more at Bitcoin.com. That's Bitcoin.com. So, Rich, you look perplexed. Oh, do I? <laughs> or is that just, just the result of... Uh... Well, I'm not thinking about anything I'm going to talk about on the air, but carry on. That's okay, but um... I, I'll tell you what I am going to talk about, and that's trade wars. You know the idea. The, the idea BBS that we game can from what's that? Oh, the wow. old BBS game from 1990s. I remember, I remember that. that. Yeah, I used Except to play I that all time. The fla- the Ferengi. I don't know. That's if where I, rem- I first encountered the Ferengi. Really? I hadn't seen uh, did Star I, Trek: The Next Generation yet. Did I really wait till the 90s before I played Trade Wars? I don't think so. Maybe I, it was in the late. Did it exist I, in I the guess, late 80s? Yeah, it would have been in the 80s. Why am I? Uh, I? I'm seeming to think that. I think yeah. that because I remember we the had one I really liked on was Trade Wars 2000. Ah, interesting. Which, uh, <laughs> but it didn't come out in 2000. No, it came no. out in you know. Yes, folks. There are people out there like uh, like Rich and I, at least, who remember gaming before the internet and uh, communicating and doing email and. All those things that we sort of take for granted today. Before there really was a public internet, we used to dial into bulletin boards and interact with other people. And then people started to connect bulletin boards together, which was kind of cool. And then a few bulletin boards. I remember the first one in our area um, was able to set up a, a sort of an interface to early internet programs. Things like Gopher for files and I remember the first one that had links, which was the World Wide Web browser. Um, mm. And that was pretty intriguing. But even before all this stuff, you know, I had my first email address. I We were trying to date this, but I think it was like 1981 or 1982 uh, through, um, what am I thinking of? Uh, CompuServe. So CompuServe, you know, has had had email you know you could message other other users it wasn't an open system but anybody else who was using CompuServe we could do that and uh, they had chat so you could do online chat through their CB simulator mm-hmm. that was uh, that was the big thing but before that nice distraction with trade wars uh, the mm-hmm. Trump the Trumpster has found out that trade wars are not quite as easy to win as he would have thought. Should have asked an Austrian economist. <laughs> Nobody wins asked. a trade war 
Sometimes one side loses more than the other side loses, but they both lose. Everybody loses. After overpromising the benefits and us underestimating the costs, reality is starting to puncture the White House's message on trade. This comes to us from Reason.com. Eric Bohm writes, Speaking at the National Press Club this week, White House economic advisor Larry Kudrow touted one of the more promised benefits of the newly rewritten trade deal between the United States, Mexico, and Canada, more American jobs. Quote, they came out with about $65 billion in dollar increase in, and is in parentheses, in gross domestic product, and I think seven or 800,000 jobs, Kudlow said, referring to the U.S. International Trade Commission's recent analysis of the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, or USMCA. Quote, I'll call it a million just to round things up, unquote, Kudrow added, according to Politico. He should have rounded down. Shortly after Kudrow finished speaking, the White House's National Economic Council had to issue an embarrassing statement correcting the record. Hmm. The Trade Commission's analysis of the USMCA estimated that the New Deal would create uh, 170,000 jobs, not 700,000 or 800,000 or a million. 170 thousand new jobs 17 percent of what he claimed whoopsie daisy everyone makes mistakes from time to time and 170,000 new jobs are nothing to sneeze at but the incident How was much another they cost per job though exactly but the incident was another reminder of how reality is starting to puncture the trump administration's fantasy world in which tariffs are paid by other countries and quote trade is bad unquote Tariffs are paid by people in the United States. Surprised. How many yep. of you listening uh, realize that when Donald Trump talks about these new tariffs on steel and aluminum and we're going to set things right, how many people listening know that you are the one who is paying the tariff? Does Trump even know? Do you really? I don't think he does. He, he's given no indication, or at least he's not saying it out loud. But when he increases a tariff on a product, let's say aluminum, I'm going to make the, the price of aluminum higher because we're, we're going to make these prices artificially higher by increasing America. the cost. Right. That means that when you buy things made out of aluminum, the cost of that goes up. Who mm-hmm. buys that? Consumers. Cons- uh, ultimately. Yes. Yeah. I mean, a consumer is not well, going consumers to... always buy it. Uh, the only difference is if it's if it's producer goods, then consumers buy it indirectly when the buy mm-hmm. when they buy the goods that the producer goods produce. Presuming they do, I mean, it could the producer could buy a bunch of aluminum and then go out of business. Yeah, that's true. possible. Yeah. Um, but yes, generally the costs yeah. are passed on. To and the so, consumer. basically, the purpose is to allow businesses here to raise their prices or to make more or to make more sales and generally they do something uh between the two right or to protect or to get votes and i i hate to yeah. sound you know cynical here but if yeah. i go out and i say well the say, purpose of everything a politician <laughs> does the stated purpose of everything a politician does is to get votes because that's how they stay in office exactly but when he says we are going to keep these these steel jobs here in America, no more buying overseas and stuff like that, that just that's just messing with 
economics. And what you're doing is is you are making those products more expensive for U.S. consumers. So we will we will buy less things with steel. We'll buy less things with aluminum because the price goes up. Yeah. We'll look for alternatives. That's mm-hmm. what people do. That's what consumers do. And Ruff- every time we do this, every time you make an arbitrary change like that, Things in the economy move around. They do. You know, some companies make more money. Some companies make less money. Some companies go out of business. New companies are are created. And if you're doing it for an arbitrary reason, like somebody passed a law, that's inefficiency. That means you're going to get less goods for your money in the long run. And that's a good point, Rich, because we can kind of quantify that. There are economists, smart economists, that actually look at the actual numbers that come out of different segments. And what we've seen in trade wars in the past is, let's say we increase the, the, the price of tariffs on steel, and as a result, you know, cons- consumption goes down, but jobs in steel go up. There's more jobs. But what happens? It's a net loss. It doesn't win. You can't bake this thing like it's going to make anybody any money over the long term. 855 450 free. What do you think? Tariffs, good idea, bad idea? Are you a Trump fan? Give us a call, 855 450 free. This is Free Talk Live, 855 450 free. That's our phone number. It's 855 450 Hit us up, toll-free. We'd love to hear from you. And we have been talking about, amongst other things, Trump's, uh, I guess it's a revelation that trade wars aren't just as easy to win as one would expect. The only way to win is not to play. (laughs) I think you're exactly right. And uh, Trump uh, gleefully stated early on that uh, it'll be, quote, a good and easy win, unquote. It is now increasingly obvious that the president and many of his top economic advisors oversold the benefits and underestimated the costs of trade policies that have caused America to clash with not just Canada and Mexico, but China, Japan, Europe, and other major trading partners. We may get some jobs growth in the US, uh, USMCA, and that is the United States-Mexico-Canada Agreement, uh, which rewrites the decades-old North American Free Trade Agreement, that's NAFTA, uh, or gets approval through gets approved by Congress, but most studies of Trump's other trade policies have found economic damage. Tariffs are draining $1.4 billion out of the U.S. economy every month, According to a comprehensive review published in March by a trio of econ- of economists by the from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, uh, new jobs the- created in street in steel and aluminum manufacturing have come at steep prices, and the trade deficit that Trump vowed to reduce has continued growing. And the you know the retaliation so called shows that you know economic ignorance is not. Uh, is not limited to Trump, okay? Because right. if if you're China, uh, okay, and uh, and 
the uh, Trump administration is uh, is imposing a tariff. Okay, they're hurting their own their own citizens, so it's like they're cutting themselves, but they're also you know inconveniencing China. So it's like you cut yourself and you bled on China's shoes. Well, how is China going to react? They're going to cut themselves and bleed on your <laughs> shoes. Well, this is not a good plan. <laughs> At some point, everybody runs out of blood. Yeah, this just uh, you know. Cutting out your blood to spite your shoes. <laughs> That's it. Well, we are going to go to the Discord, and I have not, we haven't really screened this call, so I'm going to keep my hand close to the dump button. Um, but we're going to try going to Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney, you're on Free Talk Live. No picks, Dick. Hey, got, uh, got any oil there? Uh, I refuse to answer that question on the grounds that my response might tend to incriminate me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Anyways, spoilers. uh, The Libertarian Party dies in Avengers Endgame. Is that Um, a spoiler? (laughs) (laughs) I know, right? Right. Um, But anyways, uh, so uh, I'm wondering, uh, so so here's what I'm wondering. So Hmm. right now... Julian Assange is uh, being arrested again uh, for something. Yeah, but he's he's being prosecuted for something that was clearly protected by the First Amendment. Uh, oh, you were talking. Are you talking about the United States uh, prosecution? Yeah. He's he's not saying he's being arrested. He means he's been arrested, right? And well, now yeah, he's being held. Meant, but, but the charges, yes. But he's. He, are you talking about the prosecution in the United States that he has yet to yeah. actually face? Okay, because there's also the prosecution in the UK for missing court, uh, and that's what he's been sentenced to uh, to jail. I think. How much? I'm not sure if it's time served or if they're going to keep him for some amount of time. Maybe the sentencing hasn't happened yet. Go ahead, Dick. But but um, but the uh, the ACLU is not talking about this. Instead, the ACLU is uh, making sure that uh, private uh uh corporations or private uh institutions uh ha- uh have to abide by anti-discrimination laws and i was wondering what do you think happened to the aclu because the aclu way back in the day they used to they actually used to be pro freedom and they would actually you know defend the rights of people who were actually egregious individuals like i think at one point there was the infamous case where there were the Nazis that were marching through, I think, a Jewish community in Illinois, and they actually the ACLU the has Nazis defended uh, yeah. pretty despicable people for freedom of speech mm-hmm. rights in a number of different cases. In fact, they even got involved in the Charlottesville uh, situation on the yeah. side of the Nazis. But they've well, always I been. I mean, the guys who fun who founded the ACLU, as I understand it, were more or less communist mm. socialists. I mean, they were pretty far left, so they never recognized that you had a right to trade or not to trade with people as you chose, because that's not something that socialists believe in. Socialists believe that you should be forced to work for. Anybody who wants to employ you, whether you want to work for them or not. Uh, Or at least in the the context of customers. Yeah, I would say this to answer your question, uh, Dick, that the ACLU at the national level has, over the last few years, definitely gone stronger to the left. Um, Although I agree with Rich, they've historically always been a left-leaning organization, um, even though they're pretty consistent with their free, free speech principles and will defend people who are on the right for free freedom of speech. So, like, 
kudos to the ACLU for that. Uh, but they've definitely gone stronger to the left because it makes them money. They've had a bunch of people sign up for memberships. We're talking like tripling their membership since Trump right. uh, took office. So they mm-hmm. are absolutely interested in more money, just like any organization is. And so if they make their rhetoric more towards mm-hmm. the left, they're going to appease those members. Yeah, that's that's absolutely true. And it's kind of sad. I mean, I... I guess to support a full liberty platform, you'd have to support what? Institute for Justice, uh, Gun Owners of America, because I don't think IJ oh, yeah. really does guns. Great organization. I prefer, I mean, Gun Owners of America is really underrated, and it's about a gazillion times better than the NRA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the NRA not, not is compromisers. We don't need <laughs> oh, AR-15s. Both- we need M-16s. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I love how the left always goes after the NRA. It's like, well, the NRA is probably the most moderate uh, part of mm-hmm. the pro 2A group. I don't even know if I consider them pro, pro 2A, 2A. Yeah. at this yeah. point. I mean, they, they really are actively going after our rights. Hey, Dick, uh, thank you so much for the call. Good call. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'd like um, to add to, to that discussion, though, if I could, uh, that the New Hampshire ACLU is very pro-liberty. Oh, really? Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. Um, I've been going to their, uh, they've got a yearly Bill of Rights awards dinner that, that, that I've attended for six years now in a mm-hmm. row, mm-hmm. and I intend to attend it again this year. And, and yes, they are leftist. I mean, they, they definitely still lean to the left. There's no doubt about it. They're concerned with reproductive rights. They're concerned with uh, mm-hmm. protecting trans people's access to things and, you know, yeah. the, the thing that he had called in about. Uh, but but nine times out of ten, when you see them in the state house, they're there advocating in favor of privacy, in favor right. of freedom of speech, yeah. in favor of things that libertarians absolutely support. Um, I've said this. Daryl Perry has said this as well. Uh, the ACLU in New Hampshire is as much of a pro-liberty organization as the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance is. Like they're both very good organizations that nice. that help stand up for freedom. And the the nice thing about the ACLU is they'll sue you. <laughs> meaning the government that they will they'll sue the government oh, right. they you know, will. The, the new hampshire liberty alliance is this organization for listeners that don't know that some free staters they're an educational found. industry uh yeah they're not a, they're not legal advocacy they do a good job uh they help inform the state representatives yes. on how they should vote if they want to vote in a pro-freedom manner they come out with what they call the gold standard which has liter- literally voting recommendations and then they hand yeah. out 400 of these things to the state reps and 24 of them to the state senators yep. before they vote um, every mm-hmm. single week, so like they're they're constantly doing a lot of work. They're reviewing bills, but they don't sue anybody. And right. when the government crosses the line, the ACLU <laughs> takes them to court. Yep, and uh, that's really good stuff. Yeah, and, it, it yeah. really is. And I I kind of want to emulate that with the church that's that. We'll sue the government. Yeah, if only I had a bunch of lawyers who were willing to work for right. it. Well, that, that's <laughs> the thing. That's what we need. But, uh, the ACLU's got them. Well, it may well be. if, if I mean, I've told you about some of the irons I got in a fire. The church might make us all rich. What I believe is that uh, <laughs> freedom and liberty can make for strange bedfellows. And, you know, I, I've grown up pretty conservatively, and I'm I'm eager to work with the ACLU. That's great. And uh, more mm-hmm. conservative, liberty-loving people should, too. Yeah, well, we'll and be... I'll work for with anybody on an issue where they're right. Right, just about, Absolutely. except Cantwell. Except for Cantwell, <laughs> that's understand. He's not right on it very much at all these yeah, days. Yeah, I was going to say. Well, that's the thing. He doesn't have any issues right. Anymore. He's so far off the reservation. I mean, he's turned into a total statist. It's really sad. It is. It's going to be fun to debate tomorrow, then. Yeah.
But when we return, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about trade. Maybe we'll move on to other topics. What I hope we get is your phone calls at 855-450-FREE. We want to talk to you. Tell us what's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Did you know you can legally exit the U.S. federal income tax system? Well, it's true, and thousands of American nationals are doing it. The 16th Amendment and the Internal Revenue Code are legal, but only in a limited jurisdiction. This is the basis behind the voluntary nature of the income tax. Learn the exit strategy provided by Congress. Find out more by visiting WeissParis.com and watch our numerous videos. That's W-E-I-S-S-Paris.com. is free talk live our number two upon us already time flies when you're having fun at least i'm having fun rich are you having fun i'm so happy i could just plot (laughs) (laughs) well there you go uh but rich ian and myself chris are in studio i wanted to tell you a little bit about fork fest not just any fork fest fork fest 2019 like it was so important, we even gave it a number. Nice. Nice. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians this summer from June 13th until June 18th for ForkFest 2019 at beautiful Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest happens right before the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's another very well-known Liberty event. And ForkFest is decentralized, which means no one is in charge. That also means there's no ticket cost. Just reserve your camping or RV site or hotel room with Rogers Campground from June 13th to the 18th. You can simply relax and go camping with other Liberty lovers, or you can create whatever experience or event you'd like others to have. If you're planning an event for ForkFest, be sure to let others know in advance. You can connect with other ForkFesters via the unofficial Telegram chat or the ForkFest forum. Links to those are on the unofficial, unofficial website, ForkFest.party. That's ForkFest.party. I hope to see some people up there. I'm I'm going to do everything I possibly can to get away from from the grind of retail uh, and make it up there and, and see some people. Groovy. I, I hope I'll see you there because uh, I love both ForkFest and ForkFest rock. Right, and I think Rich Paul goes with the same goal every time I talk about going, which is I'm going to get uh, Chris High. Huh? Huh? I'm going to get Chris High? <laughs> Oh, you well, brought that up I mean, like, that's every time I go up there because because I'm not like a, a major partier. I'm not the guy who's uh, who, who's having a lot of that kind of fun. Mm-hmm. But every time uh, well, I remember talking to you about pork fest, I don't and know, man. Like, I've seen you rolling around with uh, a cooler full of beers and oh yeah, yeah, like I, that. I drink a lot, but I don't often mm-hmm. partake of the, well, the devil's kind of lettuce. Well, uh, right, okay, right, 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 vaguely. Vaguely, yeah, once or twice. It's still better living through chemistry. It is. It is. Uh, but we're going to go better. Well, I was going to, but we lost one. We're going to go to the Discord where we've got Bad Slave. Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Ooh. Live. What's on your so mind? He's not on yet. Ooh, let me try that again. 
That's that whole join the room right. first. Right. right. And the other thing with Bad Slave is he always has some sort of speakers up in the background. So you always want to screen his call first because Bad Slave, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? And can you right. Yeah, you can't go to bad you can't go to Bad Slave without screening him because he's constantly Yep, then I'm gonna put that. him back on hold. Yep. Um but hopefully we'll get to him here in just a moment. Uh in the meantime, we also have uh, Tom from New Hampshire. Tom was on the line and he dropped off, but he's back. Uh, Tom, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Yeah, you were talking about rounding up how many jobs were created uh, earlier. Well, and I, I, was I wasn't thinking... rounding them up. The Trump administration was suggesting we round them up. You know what would be hilarious is if somebody ran for president on a platform promising they're going to round up large numbers of illegal aliens, okay? And then after they get into office, they find out the numbers of illegal aliens in each state. Okay, your state has 99,000 illegal aliens. Let's call it 100,000. And that's how they fulfill their campaign promise to go and round up large numbers of illegal aliens, okay? You know, round them up, round up the number. And, of course, the morons who, like, would have voted for Trump thought that the candidate was going to round up the illegal aliens themselves. Oh, no. The candidate is going to round up numbers. Just the numbers. I I kind of like where you're going with this, you know, instead of pointless actions. Just round up the numbers. Yeah. It would be the truth. But uh, anyway, what I'm getting at here is uh, the uh, basis for foreign aid is that supposedly these other countries are broke and they need uh, stolen money from the United States economy. When the reason that they're broke is because their governments are so crooked uh, with uh, illegal clandestine corruption and also the overt kind, like, you know, in the United States, the examples would be uh, zoning variances to keep out uh, the working class people and taxi medallions so that the taxi drivers will keep reelecting those candidates and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. That kind of bureaucracy is worse in other countries, and that's why they're so broke. But you don't want the United, you don't expect American politicians who are running for Congress to explain that to uh, their constituents when they're running. Oh no, let's not give them foreign aid. Let's tell them to clean up the corruption because then they'll say, "Hey, and while we're doing that, why don't we clean up the corruption in the United States too?" Well, that would be a great thing. And you listed a couple great examples: taxi medallions, any kind of protectionism that you know protects one group of people or one group of jobs uh, makes it. Raises the barrier for entry into uh, into the into a market. I mean, those things have got to go, and that happens in other countries. We're quick to point fingers when that happens, but U.S. politicians are not eager to point fingers at themselves. Uh, Tom, thanks for the call. You can't uh, clean up corruption. It's uh, it's just always going to happen whenever you have positions of power. So the only way to clean it up would be to eliminate the positions of power. But, of course, Mm -hmm. in order to eliminate the positions of power through the system, people have to get elected, which means they're going to be corrupted. And so they probably won't end up eliminating the positions they were elected to eliminate. So basically it's impossible uh, until people reject the entire idea of the state and enough people begin to ignore it. And then if enough people ignore the state, it will have to wither up and go away, I think. See, I don't know. I think when it gets before the state withers up and blows away, I think it's going to go out and blow a lot of people away. And I think there are going to need to be people out there shooting back. And so I think it will be recorded as as a revolution. 
um, because I, I do not expect them to go softly into that Black Knight. <laughs> um, they've had a lot of power for a long time. And the other thing is, I think one of the things that will probably happen when the government falls is we'll get to find out about a lot of the things that they did that we don't even know about. I don't think you're necessarily, I mean, I don't blame you for believing that the state is going to go out shooting in, in as violent a manner as possible. And I don't think you're wrong to think that. Mm-hmm. But there may be another way. I mean, they, they do want to retain their legitimacy. Uh, and shooting out, having shootouts with the people that they were purportedly serving, you know, just years beforehand, uh, is not going to retain their legitimacy. That will eliminate it sooner rather than later because people will see clearly that they're attacking their own people. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave an example, I think it was last night on the show, of how, or no, Tuesday night when Derek was here, about how simply by non cooperating with the courts here in Keene, New Hampshire, mm-hmm. we have created a situation where instead of cracking down, and busting heads and arresting people for not standing for the judge, because that's what we do. If we're in a courtroom, right, you right. Don't, we don't stand for the judge. They look at me uh, funny when I do that in Manchester, but they haven't gotten They don't do yet. anything to you there either, yeah. But yeah. here in Keene, it's gotten to the point where the, the bailiff will not announce. Now, I haven't been in to see this with the new judge, who's a female, but right. with, with Burke, who was the one that was here forever, all the videos, Derek J's victimless crime spree, all the stuff we've got, it's all, almost all Burke. Mm-hmm. When he would go into the room toward the end of his career, he's now semi-retired, The as long as one of us were in the room, they mm. would not say all rise. And the reason why is because they don't want the other people in the room, the normal folks who are there right. to be victimized by the court, they don't want them to see you sitting down. And so rather mm. than making a big show, and it's smart on their part, yeah. rather than making a big show and then getting, you know... Uh, busting heads and arresting people and looking even more ridiculous they Mm. did the smart thing and they just let the whole all rise part slide so that's no longer part of the whole judge coming in the room thing here so i get that as an example of when people non-cooperate when they don't respect the state's uh so-called authority and all the kind of the trappings of it that that go along with it all this worshipful nonsense right uh the state's reaction in this case now we've seen them crack down in the past like in massachusetts where they tried to intimidate people but Mm. then after they tried that they realized it didn't work and they 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 went in the other direction and in this case they've gone in the other direction instead of using Mm. more violence they've just ignored it that's more or less what happened with the 420 rally as well right they just stopped coming what do you think? Civil disobedience in the courtroom? We think it's a good idea. 855 450. This is Free Talk Live. 855 450 free. That's our toll free number. We'd love to have you call in and join the show. Let us know what's on your mind. It'll be about anything. Politics. It can be about current events. It can be about something I did not just mention. You come up with an idea, and we will talk about it, and uh, we'll offer maybe we'll maybe we'll offer our two cents worth. Uh, but that's not a guarantee either. Well, all we ask is that keep it clean because hey, we're on real radio. We're on over. Not quite, man. We're always flirting with it. It's right around 200 stations. All We're up to 195 now. 195 but not stations. all at the same time. That's over a whole week. That's right. 
Um, and if we were to count like some other radio shows go, we would tell you that we're on uh, seventeen thousand because that's how many have. We would tell if we, we if we just if we just counted the stations we've ever added and never removed. Right, we'd have four hundred. Four hundred. Well, that's still pretty respectable. Yeah, it's respectable. It is respectable. But the real number is one ninety five. Ah, there we go. So we like because we count numbers. them when they leave too. We do do Because honesty is important. Honesty is important to us, and taking your calls is important to us. So we're going to go to Don in Maine, listening on WLOP. Don, you're on L-O-B. Free Talk. W-L-O-B. They might have gotten it wrong at the board. Oh, the caller might have. Yeah. Oh, screener might have. Yeah. Don, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Yes, uh, vaping marijuana. Let me define it first for your audience. Please. Heating it to a temperature where it isn't burning. Okay. And uh, But yet is evaporating the cannabinols, the active ingredients. And so my three-part question to you, and then I have something else. Wow, three uh, parts, okay. Have you vaped it? Yes. Are there vapor pipes? And if you vaped it, how do you compare it to other forms of intake? Rich, do you want to start? <laughs> um, I didn't catch the end of the question. How does it compare to what? Other forms of intake. Like comparing it to smoking, um, comparing right. it to yes. eating, ingesting, yeah. I've never had that great luck with um, with uh, uh, THC pens. Um, I I mean they can be nice and they certainly um, taste good and THC? sometimes THC? they're powerful. But you're talking about um, just a THC pen, something. Oh, vape, I'm talking right. vape pen. Are you talking what? about vaping oil or vaping? Uh, I'm talking about putting uh, cannabis in a p- pipe if they have vapor pipes, okay. heating it till the uh, the, the cannabinols are evaporated. You can draw them into your uh, lungs. I haven't used. I don't think I've used that type of uh, vaporizer. Yes, the, I've yes. used the volcanoes. Um, I've used the oil pens. Well, the volcano takes ground up product. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think that's that's important to recognize. And I'm I'm not the uh, I'm not the master of all these things, but there are many ways to ingest uh, cannabis yeah. or THC. Yes, but I'm but, I'm, main, I'm mainly interested in vaping it. But uh, right, but you're interested. Are there vapor pipes? Are there vapor pipes for marijuana? So yes, uh, there are so, there are different ways to vaporize cannabis. There's the way that you described, which is to say, take the flour, grind it, put it in some sort of a heating chamber, draw uh, hot air past it, basically, and that actually you know provides you with the vaporization of the THC. That was probably the first way that one could could vaporize mm-hmm. it. Then technologies sort of come along. They now have these pens that you mentioned, Chris, that have a coil in them. Usually the coil heats up. Uh, you can then I've... put you can then put concentrates, concentrated forms of THC in these devices. Uh, you you could, for instance you can use what they call cannabis wax, uh, which you can put into one of these pipes and then you press a button and it heats the uh, heats the coil, which then bubbles up, you know, and, and boils the uh, the wax, and that okay, turns it then, into vapor. And then there's also the new cannabis oil, uh, newish. I mean, these are new of the last twenty years or whatever. Right. But the uh, the cannabis oil uh, is a different delivery, uh, you know, different store stored form of uh, of THC. And and in that case, I don't think they're using a coil. I'm not sure exactly what they use. Some sort of wick. Uh, I'm not sure how those. Those oil pen things work. I, I okay, think what the, the quest can I here. Quick, 
Oh, go ahead. Can I, go, can I quickly go to uh, legalization a little bit? Well, you can, uh, but you hadn't. Uh, we, we hadn't gotten to your third part of your question uh, yet, which is oh, how, it, how it compares. Right. Oh, um, and yeah, I would say ahead. it's very comparable in my experience that oh. using a vaporizer, the old plant-based ones might take a little bit more to to get through to get to where you want to be but it's more efficient as well you're not burning uh the plant material so you're saving your lungs ostensibly in that case and it can get you just as uh just as high uh and you don't have all the the negative or deleterious effects but i would say the oils are even more effective uh because Mm -hmm. they've got the the concentrating Right, right, going down instead of right. just looking at you know you're vaporizing whatever THC is in the plant. Now you can get oils that are up to ninety plus percent uh, THC, and that can be very very effective, which means less vapor to get the desired effect, especially for medical uh, right. patients as well. Okay, now I want to tell your audience, uh, especially Jennifer. You remember Jennifer called? No, I have no idea. And she who that was is. against it. She had such a delightful personality. Uh, People are suffering from the reefer madness propaganda, and they don't realize that marijuana actually done right can actually allow you to immensely improve your intelligence. I'm a Ph.D. in physics. I wrote a dissertation, a Ph.D. dissertation that uh, was uh, – I was uh, – I spoke to one of my professors who was Albert Einstein's protege. His name was Peter Bergman. He wrote the first book on Einstein's greatest theory, general relativity. He even generalized it. And I impressed him with my Ph.D. dissertation in physics because I used marijuana to write it. Hmm. I also – uh, well, there's things. a lot of people who've used uh, psychedelics, and marijuana is sure. considered a mild LSD psychedelic. Uh, there are a lot of people who've used psychedelics to advance their artwork mm-hmm. and their creative uh, capacities. So, I mean, that is certainly exactly. not unfamiliar. Carl Sagan to... was a big stoner. Mm. Um, Absolutely. And and history has been resplendent with people that have done very well while intoxicated. Don, thank you for so your many call. musicians, of course, have oh, used yeah. cannabis and other uh, you know psychedelic drugs to uh, affect their musical writing or channeling ability or whatever you call that. Yeah, think about all the music of the '60s and '70s that you love. None of that music would exist without <laughs> cannabis. Almost a guarantee. Exactly. We're going to stay on the phones. Adam in New York. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. Listening to us on YouTube. Hey, how are you guys? How are you guys feeling today? What's on your mind tonight, We're good. Adam? What's up? Uh, first of all, that was a really great um, little cannabis and THC vaping uh, segment that you guys just had. That was really good. Uh, second of all, I I actually want to touch on two subjects. Um, first off, being you guys were talking about government corruption earlier. <coughs> Sorry. Um, and I think it's wrong to even speak about any of the politicians because to me it's obvious that every problem that exists in government is due to um, almost the entire world working under a private banking industry in the finances. So I, I would like to know what you guys have to say about that. We, we can talk about right. banks, sure. Hang on. Yeah, we like that kind of when thing. When we get back. Um, when we get... We hate banks. Yeah, when we return, we're going to talk with Adam, and we'll let him know at least what we think of banks. Uh, 855-450-FREE. More of your calls when we return. This is Free Talk Live. 
Free Talk Live has found that though U.S. financial institutions are prohibited from doing business with foreign gambling websites, it's not illegal for U.S.-based Internet users to gamble on those sites. People have been using VPNs or virtual private networks to connect to sites like games.bitcoin.com and play games with Bitcoin Cash. Games.bitcoin.com features poker, blackjack, roulette, craps, keno, slots, and dice. You can conduct your own investigation at games.bitcoin.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's how you get in touch with us. That's one way to get in touch with us. There's lots of ways to get in touch with us here on the show. You can hit us up on Discord at discord.lrn.fm. That will, um, you load a little bit of software, you use your high-speed internet connection, and you will sound like you are in the studio with us. But there's other places to uh, to talk to us. You can hit us up on the Telegram channel at telegram.freetalklive.com. You can go to uh, Mastodon and hit us up at toot.freetalklive.com. And uh, well, I was going to say Twitch, but we're not on Twitch. We've, we've been temporarily suspended, we believe, um, for something. Um, but there's all sorts of things. Another thing you can do is you can hit us up. Uh, at shop.freetalklive.com if you're interested in saving some money and supporting the show. Uh, so we've got links to Walmart. Uh, we've got links, uh, international links, I think, to Amazon still. Are there? Yeah, in, there's like a Canadian. Like if you were a Canadian, you could go there and order Amazon. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but all that money supports the show, and we appreciate it. It helps us get on more radio stations. Another thing we do is our amplifier program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And tonight, we would like to thank Tyler C. He is a silver amplifier, which means he has pledged to provide the show with five bucks a month. And that money, like I said, goes directly to advertising, marketing, and promoting the show. And we like that because, not because we get any money out of it. We don't. This money is going just to getting us on more radio stations and spreading the message of liberty. So that's amp.freetalklive.com. And we were talking to Adam in New York who had some questions about how we felt about banks. We thought we would talk to him and see where this goes. Adam, are you still there? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead with your thoughts. Well, I think he'd asked a question. Oh, that's, yes. Well, uh, can, you can just I just ask for, some, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, so basically, my concern is that due to us being ran mostly in the world by private banks, um, being as that they're private banks, and just for some rundown, the Federal Reserve System is a private bank where all of our money comes from. It is. If they're charging us interest every single time we need money for the slightest thing, then how in the world are we ever going to get out of debt? Not only is it unlikely, but it's literally impossible because for every dollar that's printed, we're going to have to pay it back plus interest. So <laughs> we're basically it's going impossible. Into debt yeah. printing out our own money. Yes. Yep, so you're absolutely, why don't we, the system why don't is we make working a currency as designed. that's backed by gold and silver? Why don't we make a currency that's backed by gold and silver well, so that we can limit the amount that we can make and 
Well, the good news is uh, there already are other currencies. Um, Some of them are backed by gold and silver. Some of them are gold and silver. Um, So so when you say, why Mm -hmm. don't we make, what do you mean? I mean, like when you say we. I mean, I mean. Why, why don't we as a nation make that our main currency? Oh, currency you mean the gov- you mean the government when you say we as a nation? See, I I agree well, I with you government- that we as a nation should use currencies other than the dollar, except I don't invite the government to that game. Right. Uh, I think the government should keep right on using the dollar, and as Americans trade dollars for other things, and I recommend doing this because I think there's a there's a great inflation coming. Uh, there are rumblings. Russia is buying gold. China is buying gold. All over the world, they're buying gold. I'm hearing about smuggling of gold out of Africa. Everybody's getting gold fever, and why is that? Because gold is the bedrock on which the economy will land when not only the dollar, but every fiat currency in the world is going to blow up and probably at the same time because they're all pyramided on top of the dollar. These people are doing using dollars for reserves. Yes. Okay, so when the bottom well, falls out of the dollar, they dump the reserves trying to get anything else in the world, and there's going to be hyperinflation. So what I say is short the dollar. Buy silver, buy Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin cash, and I'm saying this as a minister, not a financial advisor. <laughs> uh, buy Bitcoin cash, buy uh, Monero, buy drugs, buy guns, buy bullets, buy anything that's real, because this money is fake, and it's all going to come down around our, on our heads. That's my advice and with respect know, to banking. <laughs> well, um, first, also, guys, um, just out, right after this, I just want to touch on one more quick subject, but um, just for the banking stuff, I think we just have to get rid, if you get rid of the Federal Reserve System, you will get rid of 90% of this country's problems. Because I... what's happening is that these private bankers are paying off politicians or who are and paying off media and paying off everybody that they can to fulfill their agenda. And we have to have a government that prints its own money. Our money does not come from our government. Right. That's a huge yeah. problem. And, and I don't want money from my government. What I want for money, Adam, thanks for your apart, call. Apart from Bitcoin, is I want metal coins that I can carry in my pocket. You know? You There's, can carry yeah. a lot of value that way. An ounce of gold is worth $1,600. And if gold was in common, I think that's about it now. I haven't uh, looked lately. 12, Maybe it's 1200 yeah. But, but you the know, point being, um, it has value. And yeah. if you print. Uh, something that is not backed by anything, then it's it's not even a warehouse receipt. That's right. how money, one, yeah. one of its first roles and was. And that's what money is supposed to be, is a warehouse receipt for gold or a warehouse receipt for silver. Hell, even a warehouse receipt for grain would be, you know, could be used as money. But this idea that that uh you know people say what's bitcoin backed with it's not backed with anything well the dollar isn't backed with anything bitcoin is backed by labor and it, it by yeah it provides proof of work it provides a service and is uh in some way that i don't think has really been been sufficiently looked into it's backed by by the service it's backed by proof of work and and it's right. security so there there is a whole um 
there's a whole world of thought out there about how cryptocurrencies are backed by something tangible. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's not just Bitcoin, but but a lot of them posit that. And I, I think that is holds more validity uh, than being backed by the faith and credit of the United States. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, you can see what's gone into something. And if, you know, mm-hmm. thousands of kilowatts have gone into the production of a Bitcoin, then that's no different than saying thousands of man hours have gone into extracting this type of ore from the ground mm-hmm. you know so there is uh, certainly something to be said there all right yeah. we're going to try to go back to john maynard Keynes. one more word on that uh john maynard Keynes was quoting lenin and he said uh lenin was right the surest way to overturn a capitalist order of society is to debauch the currency this brings all of the hidden forces of economics into play on the side of destruction in a way that not one man in a million can diagnose. <laughs> Nicely said. Uh, we're going to go to the Discord where we've got Bad Slave. Bad Slave, thank you for being patient. You're on Free Talk Live. Are you there? I am nothing but patient, that's for sure. You are. <laughs> <laughs> so what's on your mind? Anyway, Thank you. I needed that. I, um, well, I want to get back to Charlottesville and and the whack job that that drove a car into a fairly crowded street yep. between some other cars. I mean, I saw the video, um, and and you know what what had occurred, and maybe it wouldn't have come off the way it did if the car wasn't attacked. I mean, as soon as the car pulled in to that space, now he may have been deliberately doing something to harm people. I don't know, but there's a possibility he wasn't. And there. that when the car, when the, uh, the pedestrians surrounded his car and started beating on it, I mean, you know, you don't. We'll be right back. More we'll with right- This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That's 855-450-3733. We've been, uh, been kind of all over the board. We, we talked a little bit about trade and how that has not gone the way our government had hoped it, had, it would go. In other words, if you have a trade war, don't count on a quick and easy victory. Uh, Mr. Trump has found that out the hard way, and sadly, so have the American people. Uh, we've had calls that wanted to talk about vaping. We've had calls that talked about a variety of things, including our corrupt banking system. Um, in studio tonight, we have Ian and Rich and myself, Chris, and we are going to go back to Bad Slave, who has been waiting patiently. Bad Slave, are you still there? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and you wanted to talk about Charlotte's Charlottesville. Yeah, well, just about the guy in the car. Uh, he he was a dick, and, um, uh, you know, but I think he may not have reacted that way if his car wasn't attacked. So you know. you're referring to the the driver of the car who pulled into the crowd of 
lots of people. What what I saw was, you know, first of all, it was sort of the, the, the video shot that I saw was this car. It looked like it was kind of coming downhill towards the crowd. It wasn't going really fast. And right. as it pulled into the crowd, it was surrounded by more and more people because there was right. a big crowd in Charlottesville. Um, right, right. And, and I mean, they, they 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 gathered in right behind him. And I think he was trapped from traffic in front of him. And and uh, he just, he was afraid and he put it in reverse and, and a lot of people got hurt. And I mean, I, I don't know uh, if that they ever did an autopsy on that woman and what actually she died from. But uh, so, so, my guess is that she didn't have a, a strong heart and uh, probably sh- shouldn't even have been there in the middle of all of that. I don't know how uh, you could allege that she was a, a very young woman. So I would well, assume yeah, she's she was probably overweight. Pretty, um, she was overweight and she was, uh, I don't think a, a particularly healthy person from what I heard. Now, I don't know. i I'm speculating on that, so I'm not. I'm not going to, you know, hold that strongly. Uh, so I d- but- I don't have the video pulled up here in front of me, but I thought the man was moving forward towards the crowd, and you seem to be saying that he was trapped and then backed up and then backed over her. I don't know what happened with her directly. There was some. You know, people that said that she wasn't even hit by the car, but I I don't know exactly what happened. I didn't see all the details of that. I mean, you know, you don't you don't get to see that, right? But you're, you're, uh, she wasn't. I don't think she was. You know, there were a bunch of of uh, Black Lives Matter people uh, that were behind the car. But what does that have right to do with the fact that this him. woman ended up getting run over somehow by a car? Is there a question as to whether well, he's she saying was... that they were behind the car and uh, that they were harassing? I, I, what I'm saying is, is this sounds like you're trying to cast some doubt on whether this actually happened in the first place. And and even if it did, then perhaps it wasn't the drivers of the car's fault that he was he felt he was to use a law enforcement term. He yeah. was scared for his life. So right. he, uh, the this only the way claim. out of it was to run over a human being. Yeah, look, uh, well, Bad Slave, you know, you're talking about something that happened a uh, year and a half ago, almost two years ago at this point. Um, we heard this claim from Chris uh, Cantwell, who called the show on a few occasions to try to defend the person who uh, who was driving this car. Well, I, I don't, don't want to defend him at all, but. Okay, well, I, I'm just saying you know, uh, mean, that's I, the I, that's the official line the from the, is, what the you're doing is, is the, you're delivering the it, official line from the Nazis here, and I just want to let no, you know no, that no, the, no, there is I'm another not, side I, to the story, I, and that I'm is okay. Is I know what I you're know. trying to say. Just hold on, okay? So you're delivering the official line from the the Nazi side, and that's you know that's their position. Uh, now, prosecutors pointed out, and that's, by the way, what his uh, attorney said, according to NBCNews.com in court, that uh, Fields is the man's name. Uh, that he feared for his safety and was remorseful that people had uh, been injured, but prosecutors argued Fields was angry that day over the fighting that had taken place between the two sides, pointing out that Fields twice posted on Instagram before the rally an image of a group of people getting struck by a car. This case is about his decision. 
This case is about his decision to act on that anger. Prosecutors also played surveillance video showing Fields driving his car slowly toward the group, reversing and then speeding into them. So if that if there were video if there were on that video evidence of people attacking his car, then certainly the prosecutors wouldn't have played that, right? So I don't know if I buy the claim that well, he was under there, attack. He was there for I, a reason. This is how I recall the video, and unfortunately, I'm working that. from memory, but we all are. Uh, uh, the what I remember is the car starting to pull into the crowd. People did start to back, uh, start to like you know beat on the windows and right. things that would make me want to move my car very badly. But he and then backs up the car out of, and then he backs up out of that situation. But then he reverses and drives back through the people. He went and there in the first place. That did not strike me as defense. It struck me as Are revenge. You saying that he went forward again. Yeah, that yes. was that's what I that's what I'm remembering from that's, watching the video. I, but I can't it see right it. Here. I may have it wrong. It says it here. They played surveillance video showing Fields yeah. driving his car slowly towards the group of people, then reversing and then speeding into the group. Yeah. Yeah. So and yeah. then you've now got what him. they leave out though is there were people surrounding the car and beating on the windows before he reversed. Yeah. I don't. Okay, I don't so doubt that. He drove that. a car so directly into a group of uh, protesters that he didn't like, and they didn't like him. I mean, he was there to start something. Yeah. Uh, that I don't know. But either way, when he threw his car back in drive instead of keeping it in reverse, that's when I think he went wrong because that's not defense. That's revenge. Yeah, Fields, I think so too. Uh, what, bad slave. Thanks for the call. When well, Fields' um, mother said, "Bro had the uh, bro is uh, Susan Bro, the mother of uh, the the lady that died, Heather Heyer." Uh, when Fields' mother said Bro had lost her daughter, Fields is heard saying that it, quote, doesn't matter in a taped phone call from jail between Fields and his mother, which was also played for the court, because uh, when you're in jail, folks, they're, they're likely <laughs> recording your calls. Uh, Fields is heard lashing out at her mother, Susan, calling her a communist, an anti-white supremacist who was trying to slander him. He says it doesn't matter that she'd lost her daughter and called Bro, her mother, the enemy. Prior to heading to the rally, so this is not a man who is sorry well, yeah. uh, for what he did. I, I think the question of hate, I think everybody can recognize that there's a lot of hate in that crowd. And a lot of that, in my mind, was coming from the the alleged white supremacists, the Nazis, uh, you know, the Chris Cantwells. They were projecting some hate, and I think they brought that. I think the the left was not behaving well either. And I think that, you know, if you're going to no doubt you're, they made a bad situation worse. And the the upshot of this is a, a woman died, you know, and that that's tragedy. If, if she's if she's left, if she's right, if she's in the middle, I don't care. I just was really saddened to see a loss of human life over nothing, over stupid stuff, over stupid people saying stupid things and stupid people reacting in a stupid way. So yeah, and and the sad thing is that's what's been taught. You know, both the, both the stupidity, America has been dumbed down, and also, I mean, if you think about the number of people who get their moral education from Hollywood movies. Right. That's frightening. Yeah. 
if if this is Grand Theft Auto and this is what you do, this is how I get points. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here and say that you know he's a result of video games and and things like that. No, I'm not saying video games. I'm just saying an ethic that strikes that that's throughout our uh, our civilization that violence is you know a uh, a heroic thing to do. Right. And there was nothing heroic about that whole thing. No. Before the he's fatal crash, Fields uh, was photographed, by the way, he's from Ohio. So it's not like he's just some guy who happened to be driving through a street, you know, in uh, in Charlottesville. He was photographed holding a shield with the Vanguard America emblem, one of the hate groups that participated in the rally. The group later denied he was associated with them. I'm sure so he was everybody. there for a reason. Yeah, yeah. You he don't went just there. hop in the car in Illinois and right. cruise to Charlottesville. Yeah, it's it's sad, it and is. that's that's the shame of this. Uh, and then him and posting course, pictures the, on Instagram yeah. of a car running into people right before he went and did this thing. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, and, there's more coming know, up the here. Hour three's things- next. It's free. This is Michael Dean from the Freedom Fiends. I've run websites since 1996 and have used over a dozen web hosts in that time. Agoristhosting.com is the only one that hasn't broken my heart. Agorist Hosting's uptime and service is stellar. And their DDoS mitigation is the best I've seen. That's important because if you tell the truth in this world, you'll ruffle feathers. And some people will try dirty tricks to silence your voice. No matter what the haters hit us with, Agorist Hosting keeps our websites online. If you have a mission-critical commercial presence or a world-changing activism site, you cannot tolerate any skullduggery. So go with agoristhosting.com. Have a WordPress or blog site, but you're not satisfied with performance or uptime? Or just want raw hosting? Want to pay with Bitcoin? Agris Hosting specializes in high-performance hosting with personalized service. Go to agoristhosting.com and click on the button that says Get Hosted. That's agoristhosting.com. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-FREE. That is our number. And we'd like to have you join us. Give us a call. Let us know what's on your mind. What is in the news maybe that you find interesting? Uh, if you want to get our take on it, feel free to give us a call. Um, but one story that, and we do, and I should say the we in studios, myself, Chris. I'm Ian. And I'm Rich Paul. We do bring in stories, and we think of them as conversation starters. Uh, Ian brought in one, which I thought was pretty interesting, and uh, it's this constant—it's uh, this concept of how do we, how do we see wealth? You know, how do we judge success? And and millennials may have a different take on some of those questions than the rest of us. Yeah, uh, they do. According to a recent report by Merrill Lynch Wealth Management, this, uh, by the way, the story coming from businessinsider.com, which I believe one of our chatters on the Discord posted in our news show prep chat nice. room, which is super useful for uh, for me to get show prep. So thank you to everybody that posts it in there. Um, according to this report, some people might equate financial success with how rich they are. I think we were all 
you know, raised to the idea that, you know, if you make over a certain amount of money, then you're considered rich and that's success, right? Like you've he, made it. He who wins with the most toys wins. Um, but that's not the case with most millennials and Gen Z. According to a report which surveyed more than 2,700 Americans between ages 18 and 34, only 19% of respondents defined financial success as being rich. 60% of the respondents... Do you want to guess on what the 60% of millennials and Gen Z, how they define financial success? Eating Tide Pods? No. That's, that's oh, a good one. That wasn't fair. Uh, dank, <laughs> dank memes. Having dank memes? Having yes, a large yes, collection large of them? large collection of dank memes. That's a good guess, but no, that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Uh, they defined financial success as simply being debt-free. Wow. That's what I said. <laughs> Jinx. Yeah, we yeah. said that in unison. So that's interesting. Yeah. In Follow- stereo, we're available. <laughs> Following the baby boomers, mm-hmm. uh, my generation, who pretty much, uh, you know, that's all all that we've been taught. Thank you, Federal Reserve System. Uh, it, debt's okay. Debt's good. But they're actually waking up and seeing this. This is good. This is a good sign in my mind. Yeah. Well, it it is and it isn't because, you know, the difference between the thinking of poor people and the thinking of rich, rich people in general is that poor people think about how am I going to get through the month and rich people think about having a little bit more at the end of the month than they had at the beginning of the month, you know? And mm-hmm. if you have a habit of building up assets then, you know, you won't be poor forever, even if you start out that way, if you manage right. them well. Um, so it it does it it does concern me. And it's because of this ridiculous government pushed student loan program. You know, yeah, this was a government one. project that comes that, up in the story, like all government projects was a disaster. OK, let's Please proceed continue. Back. Yeah, I don't know if I think this is uh, good news at all. I mean, to me, this sounds like, as they describe it here, a low bar of accomplishment. Um, because you ultimately, go. you know, we're all born without debt, right? right. Like, you know, that that's sort of the natural No, actually, state. we're born with about uh, $90,000 <laughs> of the national debt piled that's not on your our debt. shoulders. It's not you my debt, but for it. they intend to take it out of your behind. Oh, yeah, yeah. And in, in the meantime, <laughs> you are collateral. Yeah, you, know, you are the collateral yeah, on those loans. Your well, I don't know. How are you the collateral? Can they come and repossess somebody? Like, are they like, okay, you didn't USA? I, you didn't send us the money. You have to send us Reitner. <laughs> what does that mean to be the collateral? I've never understood that. Uh, that's yeah. that's me quoting memes, but that's sort of what it is. Okay, yeah, memes this, aren't always true. I, oh, of course not. I strongly doubt that they're going to come start collecting people. So I call BS on that. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. But the idea that you know, if if we are, I think the idea is you work to pay off that. that yeah. We do, and certainly, I mean, in a way, the thing is, what we are is we're the slaves who are tasked with collecting that debt for the the government. Human resources. Yeah. 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 You have to produce it. You know. And if you're not producing, then- I mean, ultimately, you could go to some other plantation and, you know, not have the government of the Mm -hmm. United States debt uh, placed upon you. I'll tell you you what. you have a different plantation you like better? I'll, I'll 
I don't know. Yeah. I've got a I've got a brewer friend who's talking about moving down to uh Costa Rica mm. and mm-hmm. he makes it sound very beautiful. It's very beautiful and, from what uh, I hear. He says the women down there don't hate men. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it's like, oh my God, it it's paradise nice. and it's warm too. But you what know? are the taxes like? I mean that's that's a question. So yeah, I kind of see their point of a low bar. Mm. Um but to me, uh, I guess to me, I, I look at this as refreshing because I see so many people in my generation that just assume that debt is part of life. And, you know, it's OK, because even even if I do that, I can still get a home equity loan and I can still push this and I can still get all the stuff I want. Mm-hmm. I, I guess maybe I'm I'm looking for some I'd be happy with some level of societal change of course then again if there are any millennials out there who think i'm cute i'm only 900 dollars short of success <laughs> according to the report 81 percent of early adult households carry a collective debt of nearly two trillion dollars the debt includes car loans and mortgages but is made up of student loan debt mainly and credit card debt those who carry the latter have an average balance of thirty seven hundred dollars and more than half say they're struggling to pay it off. Meanwhile, college tuition has more than doubled since the 1980s, and as a result, student loan debt has reached record levels. Mm-hmm. National student debt total now, is more than $1.5 trillion. It bears comment that tuitions have doubled. Why have the tuitions doubled? Well, I'll tell you what. If I was running a business and the government announced that they <laughs> were going to lend the citizens money that could only be spent in my industry, what am I going to do? I'm going to raise prices. my prices. Of course. Okay. Because everyone else is. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And the other thing that happens, and this is a sign of an artificial boom, is you saw, or, or just uh, recently, over the last few decades, we've seen a bunch of very fly-by-night schools, you know, that seem to be going through the motions of being a school, but not really being a school. Okay. Um, and that's another thing that you that you find, is when the government uh, forces money into an industry okay the people who are talented and naturally drawn to that industry are used up before the money is spent so then the leftover money attracts the opportunists Mm. okay and the opportunities come in the opportunists come in like vultures they have no vocation for what they're doing but they know there's a pile of money and they're gonna suck it up as best they can and that's what they do and they're really good at it but can you blame them you know, I, I put no. Can I blame them? I, I, I blame I blame the government completely on this. See, I blame the government, but I also blame the people who haven't, you know, done something about it. And of course, obviously, I'm one of those people that I mean, I've tried to do things about it, but I mean, sooner do or later, you it? just you right. have to make them stop. But how do you do that? You know, if, um, if the government is sitting here saying. I will I will loan you any amount of money for your, you know, fill in the blank ridiculous degree. That's your problem. Then well, you're going to have people who will get ridiculous degrees. The answer to me is there are a lot of people in this country who love this kind of foolishness and who have been taught by the government schools yep. that government will solve all of their problems. And they cannot be dissuaded from this idiotic nonsense. And so what I think we need to do is break up the country. Okay, between different kinds of people, 50 states secession, 
you know, or, you know, somebody can keep the the remaining shreds of the federal government and let some (laughs) states become uh, liberal and let some states be Democrat and let New Hampshire be the libertarian paradise that will show them all how to make your people rich. What do you think? What do you think about millennials' biggest goal in life is to live without debt? Where is this coming from? And where are we going? 855 450 free. I find it baffling, but I find it interesting to talk about. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, 855-450-3733. That's 855-450-FREE. Free is in free lunch. Now nah, we know how economics work, so there are no free lunches. And I hate to break it to the millennials, but... And Ian, I, I'm happy you pointed this out to me, that my joy that they actually realize now that being without debt is a good thing uh it's pretty sad because that seems to be the only bar they're attempting to achieve that's kind of sad well i mean i don't want to take it away from somebody who has managed to get out of debt because that is an accomplishment it's a it is an accomplishment but the thing is that's being on the return route from a bad bad place right Right. if you stop drugs and you don't change anything else in your life, you're going to stay at that barely surviving level right, right. until you actually start doing yeah, stuff. And you've gotten so back to zero. You've paid off your <laughs> debt. Congratulations. That means you have surplus. You have two choices. You can consume it or you can save it. If you save it and you put it in an index fund or you put it in silver kind of or gold or something that will at least something. retain and expand its value then you're going to have a much happier life later later on. Yeah, right. but it is tough to get to that point. And it is. student well, debt is the worst, I right. mean, because the numbers are so high. But and because it's not dischargeable by bankruptcy. Who came up with that idea? I'd like to look at the legislative history of that law and we, find out. We met a guy, I'm not going to say who he is, because I think he kind of wants to keep that quiet, but he is a, a libertarian who moved to New Hampshire uh, he is living here in the Keene area, and he's a school teacher. Okay, and the the thing that he teaches is like officially a computer class, but he uses his his opportunity to have high schoolers in front of him uh, that are interested in what he has to say, presumably to talk to them about finance, right. to talk to them about like the basics of how credit cards work and oh. you know how loans work. And the things they do not teach you generally in a government school. You right. do not learn anything about debt. No. Right. Uh, and not so, even how to balance a checkbook. I didn't any, get anything like not that. Not anymore. I, I got the basics. I think they might have given us balancing a checkbook in, in high school, but it wasn't more than that. And I know or, our home no, economics, which used to be about things like that, is now about you know how to cook and how to sew. Yeah. Right. So my point is these young people are thrown into a world where debt is all over the place. Opportunities to uh, acquire debt, not just school debt, that's the one they're pushed into probably the hardest, but as soon as they turn 18 or whatever, they're getting hit up by credit cards, and a bunch of them probably think it's free money. 
It yeah. is. I I don't want to say that all debt is predatory. Not but, all debt is predatory. No, but but sales sales is is by definition a predatory action. I I'm going to try to offer I something. Well, no, let, no, let me, no, let no. Me I go want to hear this. I'm I want to hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is is that I I am I need to convince you as a salesman that my solution is more important than the money that you already have. And that okay. is going to, that has me, as a that salesperson, want something you have. That depends on what kind of a salesperson you are. No, it, if you're a one-trick pony, no. you're right. But if you carry a number of lines, the job of a salesman should be to help a motivated customer to figure out which of his products would best meet their needs. Right, and that may be mine. Or if he's honest, you know, send him on, right. send him on right. their way. And, and that's the kind of sales I certainly practice. But the point is, is you are encouraging a behavior and in in the case of sales and credit cards and debt is sales you know okay do you believe that every salesman has the same ethics that i do no i don't and i don't think every credit card company possesses any ethics okay but it's not fair to say sales is predatory because that's saying that all sales is predatory it's like i'm not saying all sales predatory predatory. suggests somebody is larger than something else taking advantage of another person victimizing another person and as you pointed out sales is generally about showing somebody hey you didn't know you needed this but here's why you need it and then they feel like they need it for whatever reason and whether they're right or not is another question let me rephrase it introduces the 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 opportunity for predatory uh, action. Do you remember the Ferengi from Star Trek: The Next Generation? I didn't watch it. You <laughs> I do. didn't I remember. watch it. Okay, yeah. you remember mm-hmm. them. Okay, the thing about the Ferengi is the Ferengi are the universe's worst capitalists. They are not the epitome <laughs> of capitalism. They're always flying around in Dallas, ripping people off, and nobody trusts them. Nobody wants to do trade with them, which is exactly what would happen. Which right. makes them the world's worst capitalists. You know, not to mention they couldn't move without permission from their Nagus. You know, they had to get licenses for everything they did. They were socialists. The Ferengi were freaking socialists. There you go. <laughs> so uh, let's see here. I got more, but uh, who's we? We've who's got out Sarah. Let's, let's, talk go, to Sarah. let's go talk to Sarah. Sarah from New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? How you doing tonight, comrade? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh... I just wanted to say that uh, I want to talk to Ian. Cause, oh, uh, okay. I, I called in about the same thing last night. You but did? I talk I'm to shocked. Ian, you know? So, oh, I wasn't here last night. Okay, what was it? Okay, that's why I wanted to break the news that oh. Walgreens, starting next year, will only start selling cigarettes to 21 years old or older. Okay. Is, now this is like That's a chain, right? This is a chain-wide decision that they're making for the entire uh, business of Walgreens. Well, I was told that it's a penalty, a federal penalty, because they they were busted for uh, selling to under eighteen over and over again. So instead of paying the big fine, they're only only allowed to sell to twenty one years or older. So it still sounds like a store policy or corporate policy. Yeah, I mean, it's a store policy that they adopted to get out of trouble, but, um, you know, it is a store policy they adopted. Mm-hmm. I say, yeah, that they're within their rights. I don't sell cigarettes at all, so I can't say you have a responsibility to sell cigarettes to uh, people. Well, the thing is, I don't 
thing is, the thing about it is that you know they were forced into it instead of like the choosing mm. to, but they still sell cigarette yeah. products. Yeah, but well, all that's. The that's the thing, they and it shouldn't to... be a crime. I don't. I don't think to sell cigarettes to people under eighteen. I think people under eighteen have a right to make their own decisions, even if you don't agree with them. Yep. And here is but, uh, that story: uh, uh, Walgreens raises minimum tobacco sales age to twenty-one after FDA pressure. So mm-hmm. the, they were pressured into doing this. Walgreens stores will no longer sell tobacco products to anyone under the age of twenty-one, starting September one. Walgreens Boot Alliance, Boots Alliance, announced Tuesday. Uh, Boots is the UK division of the company. Legal age to buy tobacco in both countries is currently 18, but the efforts to raise uh, the limit is underway, particularly in the UK. And the all parliamentary group on smoking and health recently called for a change. Yeah, I'm not sure how this is going to do anything whatsoever to reduce Walgreens. Selling illegally to people under the age. Yeah, and apparently yeah, here it, they'll it probably affects. just extend it to, uh, you know, if they're going to sell oh, to you no. under 18, they're going to sell to you under 21. Mm-hmm. Sarah, we're going to bring well, you back because we, nah, we enjoy talking to you. <laughs> uh, hold on and, and we'll get back to you here. But what do you think? Uh, you're old enough to go to war. You're old enough to die in battle, but you're not old enough for a cigarette. Is that what you think? When we return, 855-450-FREE, give us a call. This is Free Talk Live. You love Bitcoin. It's the future, right? Well, no, not if everyone stops using it. I mean, think about it. How many places in your town take Bitcoin? One? None? Let's be real. If this Bitcoin thing is ever going to happen, it's going to need your help. The good news is the guys at AnyPay have your back. We built a website called HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com. And it's a place you can send any business. And they'll be set up to take Bitcoin in five minutes. HelpMeTakeBitcoin.com This is Free Talk Live. 855-453. That's 855-450-3733. If you would like to join our conversation, we've been all over the map as we are off to do, Um, but we've been talking about the age to buy tobacco because apparently, at least for, for the federal government, and I'm not sure what pressure the FDA has been putting on Walgreens and exactly how this all plays out, but... It's basically been applying pressure to increase the age that they are selling uh, to people from 18 to 21. And I think this uh, seems to be as some sort of a deal, a deal with the government to stay out of hot water. That sounds like what it is to me. And uh, unfortunately, Companies have to go along with it, or they're going to lose the opportunity to be in marketplace. Hey, Chris, did we talk about Edge Wallet? You know, we didn't, but I'd like to tell you about Edge Wallet. Yeah, but Ian, I do know you know about it. Oh, I'm but a Edge big Wallet fan. is a great cryptocurrency wallet, and what I like about it is it supports lots and lots and lots of different cryptocurrencies. There's an iOS version, an Android version, so if you've got an iPhone or you've got an Android device or a Samsung device, it's going to work for you there. It allows you to buy, sell, trade, and securely hold cryptocurrencies and just send 
you know, value from you to somebody else or to buy things or anything else. It's user controlled, so you own your own money. There is support built in for Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, various uh, Ethereum tokens, Monero, Ripple, Stellar, and many, many more. This is a veteran team who's been building since 2014, and their tagline is Secure Your Freedom. You can find out more at edge.app. That's edge.app. But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It. I use it more than any other wallet. And I did that before they sponsored the show. You did. Yeah. You were uh, you were loyal. and, and I'm not loyal. <laughs> no, I you're not. not loyal. You, you, I will you use and, whatever works best. Right. And uh, I like the fact that it seems like those of us in crypto are quick to drop anything that we're suspicious of. If it's not working right or... If it's got issues, we we quit promoting it. In Edge's uh, case, we've uh, had the pleasure of meeting those guys out at different crypto conventions over years yeah. and interviewing Paul Play, who's their CEO. So it's nice to know, you know, the creators of your wallet. Um, it's nice because if you know them, then they're going to take your reports more seriously or whatever. So sure. I have I have reported some bugs, certainly to Edge, because I, I do care to see wallets get better. I've reported bugs to Coinomi as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I want to see people have a better experience generally, and I'm glad we have different wallets out there competing to make that uh, the whole process easier for the users. Because that's what people need. It needs to be as easy and as foolproof as possible. And Edge is pretty darn good. Yeah, they've done a good design, and and like I said, you know, I'm, I've Ian, you and I have spoke about problems I've had with Edge Wallet, and it took me um, some amount of time to get it. I would say for them to get it to where I felt it wanted it wanted to be, but it's mm. it's one that I recommend now. Yeah, so that's good. So that's good. We're going to go back to the phones where we've got Sarah. She wants to talk about the age to buy tobacco, and she seems to be jubilant. Uh, evidently that Walgreens is going to increase the age that they're going to sell to 21. Sarah, you're back on Free Talk Live. Well, yeah, my po- my whole point is that it's just we're going to, it's one step closer to having the AG, HB 21 at, at the federal level. It's going to come faster than what I expected. Could we, uh, my, could we increase yeah, the age a, to go to war to 21 too as just a start? Yeah, would that be okay? You know, quit yeah, drafting. You know, how about how about if we don't let the police murder unarmed black people until they're twenty one? That's good. That would be good. We, we'll set a minimum age. If they're not twenty one, you have to you have to throw them back. What well, do I you mean, th- the, the federal? I mean, that would save a lot more lives. Good point. Under twenty one than uh, than changing whether or not they smoke. Right? Does that count for um, if police are going to shoot a dog? Do they have to calculate the dog's age in dog years? To determine whether the dog is eighteen years old before, yes, they kill I think it? a three-year-old dog would be fair game. Um, but in dog you know, years no or younger human years? than that. Uh, three human years, so okay. that would be like twenty-one dog years. So again, Sarah, um, yeah. but the Walgreens, but it's uh, it's going to be a thing that people will get accustomed to. And Walgreens is a national mm. chain. How many stores yeah. they have? Like a lot. Maybe, they do. Well, it is true that there's a uh, there is a process by which you can you know as you as you slowly but surely take away people's options, they do kind of get used to it, and they forget that they used to be free. They don't feel the sting of their life and their world getting smaller and smaller. It's like boiling a frog. 
you know. But well, that's, the, that's the exactly thing is, once point. the frog realizes what you're doing to it, you know, or once the socialist slave realizes what you're doing to him, oh, uh, they're well. too late. Go ahead, Sarah. Well, you know what? That's my whole point of this is that we're going to get the federal aid to 21, like next year or maybe three years, like really fast. Because people are going to be accepting of the Walgreens selling at 21. What about but all the. So well, that's about, just fine because that'll just create a black market opportunity. That will be that right. will create a whole core of entrepreneurs who make their money by buying cigarettes and selling them to young people. So good job. Think of it as a jobs program for youth. How about that? See, you idiots always think that you can solve these things. Sarah wants you to die if you sell uh, cigarettes illegally. If you you sell Lucy's on the streets, she supports you being choked to death uh, by the police. Oh, really? She said that. She said that on the air. You okay with that, Sarah? See, that's interesting. Have you ever been diagnosed a psychopath? I don't even know why we have Sarah on the line. We haven't given her a chance to actually answer anything. I know. I keep trying. Sarah, your thoughts. Are you okay, okay with okay. killing people for selling loose cigarettes? Well, what I wanted to say was that, that you know what? I mean, that's what he deserves. Okay. There you go. Cigarettes smoke and he deserved it. People, they die from what she said. What do you expect? Thanks for the call, Sarah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> What, um, else, what wow. else can you say to somebody like that? Sick. I think yeah. that's actually AOC calling in. <laughs> that's, I do. I think that's she's been uh, us uh, that's uh, that's Sarah AOC. I recognize the accent. I don't even think AOC would support that man being choked to death because at least AOC, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, at least she uh, seems to have some sort of favoring the sentencing reform and like you know ending the war on drugs. And okay, I, I'm she's gonna, right on those issues. Now they- I'm going to throw this out there and uh, please please check mm-hmm. me on this. But I read a I, I, I watched a very compelling video that alleges that there is not an original thought that comes out of AOC's mouth. Period. That there are a, there's a group of people behind her who. I can't remember the name of the organization, but they're well known. She's a puppet. You're saying she's a absolutely. Well, she certainly sounds like her speaking, or like her thinking is done by committee. It mm. does, and it's it's really interesting. So there is a democratic socialist organization that has been actively looking for uh, people to prop up and to get into these positions. And and yeah. if you start to listen to what she says, she's like, you know, I can't believe this. You know, I'm in Congress after. You know, four months ago, I was a bartender. Yeah, well, she's a performer, you and, know? And that's she their went point to, that's didn't the point she go, of this video. Yeah, um, and that that does seem to be a new thing. And I think the first instance of that was Barack Obama. Yeah, I, I think he was largely a performer. Playing, in, playing in the a role lot of ways. president. Yeah, um, and, you know, uh, Donald Trump... I don't know. My jury is still out on him. On the one hand, the media reacts to him exactly the way I, I, I imagine they would have responded to Ron Paul, on the, which makes me think that maybe he is truly an enemy of the establishment. But then I look at what he does, and it's like all establishment all the time. By the way, interesting detail at the very bottom of the story about the Walgreens. They have a card all policy that they started in October that requires verification of all sales of tobacco, regardless of age. Wow. Well, I won't be... Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get carded. I'm going to get carded. <laughs> I usually take that as a compliment.
855-453 in our final segments. This is Free Talk Live. get in this is our final segment but we'll see how you do um but we do have uh well we've we've had an interesting evening i guess that's the best way to put it um and i'm sorry sarah but i just can't support um killing people for selling loose cigarettes um sarah one of our callers is very much in favor of enforcing laws about tobacco um well she seems to be really into controlling other people's behavior in general well Well, she knows what's best yes yes this is true she knows what best she knows every risk reward (laughs) trade-off that everybody else should make exactly based on what's important to her yes because who else's values could matter (laughs) <laughs> we're going to go to the Discord where I believe we have free market penguins. It's Penguin Maine. Penguin, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind? Uh, yeah, you got it right. It's me. Um, it first is. of all, uh, I want to say, uh, Rich, that is an awesome shirt. I love that. I'm loving that shirt. They call it's it a so drug right. rug. Uh, actually, this isn't technically no? a drug rug. What is that? Uh, this a, is technically a hoodie. Just a hoodie. Oh, okay. Um, but thank oh, yeah. you. Yeah, this came from a music festival that's near to my heart uh, called Wormtown down in uh, Massachusetts, and uh, I'll be there this fall. Cool, cool. Well, um, yeah, well, I was going to call about the Twitch thing, and I kind of got off with something else. Since I waited so long to call, um, basically what I wanted to say is kind of a criticism of some people, kind of in the kind of in the um, right wing anarchist libertarian camps, they kind of take this view that their their approach to liberty is kind of like a, that it's from a they approach it from a conservative or reactionary perspective Okay, where it seems like there's this idea that we can go back to a previous time or era that uh, this mythology that's created where, where there was, you know, freedom and markets and autarky. And, and the, the myth is kind of that we didn't come from uh, feudalism and despotism. And, and I, I've, I've really had, Honestly, uh, Mark Edge has really put it great that like people have for thousands of years, you know, uh, had this kind of uh, they have been ruled by by a certain class of people or or Mm -hmm. rulers, uh, kings, dictators. And no matter where you stand on specific issues, you know, to if you believe in liberty, you're we're generally progressing towards something which is an idea and maybe it's a long time before we achieve something close to total liberty. Maybe it's a utopia that we're constantly striving towards, but it's definitely something that I think we're progressing to. It's not something that has really existed that we have lost. Um, I don't think, I mean, 
it's it's kind of like the make America great again argument. Was America ever great? Well, in some ways, America used to be much worse than it was than it is now, and in some ways, it used to be much better. I mean, I would love to have the economic freedom that existed before the establishment of the Federal Reserve. Um, but then there were a lot of very bad things going <laughs> but, on. Then but even too. when if we you say look something at the way like, minorities were treated, that sucks. So right, but I we can't say, say that. that's when America was great. But when were we not manipulated? We had that sort of sweet spot following the Civil From War. From 1776 <laughs> to uh, Eight. 1789. Okay, uh, you could say that. I, I could look Declaration at... Declaration of Independence uh, no. to the establishment of the Constitution. And the reason I say that is because the only time you're truly free is when you're at war with your government, because then, they, then you know that they don't own you. Right. But in terms of <laughs> economics, what people talk about, people like to talk about, you know, the glowing era before the Federal Reserve, and, and that's when things were really good. Well... No, they weren't. We had a national bank in this country as soon as the Revolutionary War ended, as soon as the War of 1812, the, the another one. The first American bank, or the first national bank, though, was quickly repealed. The second national bank was repealed by Andrew Jackson. It took 20. So we had nothing. Their charters until, ran out after 20 years. You add up the first national bank, the second national bank, and the third national bank, you've got 60 years out of a country that's about 70 or 80 years old, you were under a national, national bank. The third national bank is the Federal Reserve. No. So you only a, had the two. No, you had what about a third. the one there during no, Lincoln? There is, exactly. You had the age Lincoln, of the greenbacks. Wait a minute. The greenbacks were printed by Treasury. <laughs> greenbacks were, huh. were, they did, they were inflationary, but they were printed by Treasury. There was no central bank involved. Now, that's better. From from an ec- economist point of view, if I was a minarchist economist, oh, yeah, yeah. I would say, well, the first thing you do is you get rid of the Federal Reserve, okay? And when you need money, the government prints the money and just spends it on the things that government already spends oh, money on. You're so good at that, Derek. You know? Yeah. But, I, but the thing is, at least then you're not paying, uh, paying interest to a third party who doesn't have what's valuable in this transaction. What's valuable in this transaction is the ability to print a license to print money. And right. only the government has that. The, the issue is, is while we speak in these glowing terms, and I say a lot of people do, they look back fondly into free market penguins point. They look back fondly at this time, you know, before the Federal Reserve came along. But what I'm saying is you've got 60 70 years where we were in de facto uh, central banking, and then we did things that were central bank But 20 bank-like. years doesn't even have time to really corrupt the system. It's taken us 100 years for our economy to get this sick. Oh, we, right. But I'm saying is we were, we this this mythical period where we had a free market in this country, or even if we... We never had a free market, but we had a, a comparatively free market. Nothing is black and white in this world. I disagree Everything on that. I disagree that we ever had a free market in The only black banking. and white things are black things and white things. And, <laughs> you know, there's also yellow things and red things and... Free market and, penguin, please. Yeah, I mean, you raise a good point. So that's a good, that's a good, that's a good, like, a venue where, yeah, there is, there is an argument for... Um, 
for that there was a time and you can argue it in different ways that when you when you talk about the central banking and the federal reserve and that's a really important topic but you know i was more speaking in general and um that's a, that's a really good example where that is kind of a good argument but in general you know we haven't when it comes to human uh freedom and real really free markets and and um people having a, a level of personal so- sovereignty over over themselves and i don't i'm not an advocate of libertine libertarianism for its own sake. I mean, I believe that per, pe- people should be individually making market decisions is a, a better way to run a society. Mm-hmm. I enjoy but, libertinism, but I don't expect anybody else to join me in it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, not for its own. I don't support it for its own sake, but for the but the idea that people are making their own market decisions and everything. But you know, we haven't lived in a world without coercion, without people owning other people owning other people and controlling other people and you know in general uh the past was significantly less oppressive at times for some people only because really the elites didn't have the technical ability to control your life so thoroughly not because not because of lack of trying or from desire well you know if 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 you shoot them in the face they lose the technical ability to control you <laughs> Yeah, well, I think a good segue to to, to the idea that whether is technology going to allow us to be more or less free? And I don't think there's a black and white answer to that. I think Um, that uh, both could be true. Yeah, I I would agree with you there. It's up to us. And it depends on how we use it. I mean, I know a lot of liberty-oriented engineers who are going to be out there, you know, uh, if we're who are really out there to make information free. and But then there are also a lot of engineers working for the government. Yeah, so they'll do that We'll too. see which side can out-engineer the other. I, my, mar- my bet is on the free marketers. And my big bet is on crypto. I think that there's going to be a lot of advances in terms of privacy, uh, things that we can do um, that we could never do inside our traditional banking system. Well, the, the crypto, they've already out-engineered the system. It's just yeah. the system has its establishment, and it's got a lot that yeah. it's sort of gl- coasting on. Basically. We need adoption. Yeah. they got the network effect. Basically. Yes. So if you take credit cards and you're paying a 3% fee to take credit cards, maybe you should uh, rethink uh, Bitcoin. And get over to help, help me or take Bitcoin.com. Or even better, Bitcoin Cash. Help, help me take Bitcoin.com will help you take Bitcoin. Penguin, thanks for your call. Well, that's all the time we have, but I want to thank you for joining us here on the show. Be sure to stay tuned tomorrow where we'll have more calls, more stories, more fun. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to hang out with Penn Gillette? He's keynoting Freedom Fest this year. I, for one, am thrilled. Freedom Fest is the largest liberty-oriented gathering in the world. They take a Big Ten approach with libertarians, conservatives, liberals, anarchists, capitalists, and just open-minded people mingling together to hear real debates, share real solutions, and converse freely. This year's theme is the Wild West, a time of liberty and opportunity, or a time of anarchy and violence. Maybe both. Go to freedomfest.com FTL and get your tickets now. Now, freedomfest.com slash FTL. Not convinced yet? Hey, I understand. It's a high-end event. Even with coupon code FTL50. Sure, you're likely to receive investment advice that'll make that sum seem paltry. But I have something special for you. Go to freedomfest.com slash FTL and you'll get the five best speeches from last year for free. Call it a test drive. Do yourself a favor and go to freedomfest.com slash FTL. Freedomfest.com slash FTL. Use coupon code FTL50 for a discount. This is a special alert. 
for business owners, consultants, coaches, folks planning retirement, entrepreneurs, and anyone who is saving and investing to build a financial future. You are likely aware that financial privacy for most people has recently died a miserable death. And let's face it, without privacy, there really is no security, is there? Bankrupt governments and banks on the verge of collapse are perhaps the biggest threat to your financial future today. The Lighthouse Law Club recognizes this and has been working diligently to provide safe, secure, and productive tools to ensure your privacy, your financial security, and your future financial well-being, despite the catastrophes which many people fear are looming ahead of us. Find out more with a variety of free videos on the YouTube channel for Lighthouse Law Club. Just search YouTube for Lighthouse Law Club and secure your future today.